Welcome everyone to your ongoing journey or leap into a new world of opportunity. Inside Japan podcast is a stepping stone for your next adventure. It is a show filled with informative interviews, perspectives on local life, and how you can master your path into the unknown. For today, kick back and listen to the wisdom of our host, James. James here, coming to you with episode number 73 of the Inside Japan podcast, brought to you by Job in Japan, the best place to go if you are looking for your first job in Japan or your next job in Japan. Jobinjapan.com is where you have to go, my friends. Before we get to this week's episode, this solo episode with me, shout outs real quick to my mic here. Uh, I just checked, uh, it started been giving me problems every once in a while. Like I would have to unplug it, plug it back in. Then it would work for a while, then stop working. I'm hoping it works for this whole episode. Uh, but this will be the last episode with this microphone. It lasted me. I just checked when I bought it. I bought it in 2012 for the princely sub, for the princely sum of 80 bucks. And, uh, it is coming to the end of its life. I bought a new mic, so I will definitely be using that for the next episode. So this is kind of the mate, the, the, I was going to say maiden voyage, but the opposite of that, the, the final voyage of this microphone will be today on this episode. It's kind of sad about that. I had a lot of good friends, got a good fun with this microphone, uh, took it to heights I never knew I could do, you know, uh, making a podcast that was something I just said, oh, let me just try it and see what happens, see if it'll help AltheInsider.com. And then now I do it. I've been doing it for once a week for how many years since then? Seven years since then or something. It's just crazy, you know, 400, 300 episodes or something. 300 episodes of things I've been doing online. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, this is the finale episode for this episode. So shout outs to my mic here right now that I'm talking into because this is your last ride, but it's been great. But uh, let's get to this week's episode. Enough about that. Uh, and then my sad times with this mic. But um, after about, let's see, we had like six or seven interviews in a row. Pretty good interviews, I thought. Um, good topics, good people. I interviewed a lot of interesting people. Uh, we're going to do a solo show. Um, it's also like statement of purpose. Is we're right in the middle in Japan. If you listen to this live on uh, the first week of October, it is statement of purpose season for all the people looking for the jet program. So I'm knee deep in SOPs. I've read about 50 or so already this season. So, and of course, if you're looking to get yours looked at for free or otherwise, ALT Insider Resume Review.com is where you want to go. And I will take a look at yours for sure if you need some help with that. But yeah, solo show coming out. Um, I was thinking, what should, what, could I, what should I talk about? You know, I like to talk about, you know, different things about Japan. So it's not, you know, so you can know what's going on in Japan, right? So in the news right now is dominating dominating the news right now is Japan World Cup of Rugby. Um, it's all over the news. Japan is especially good at like, you know, when something's going on, it becomes the the the, the country's like thing for that however long it is. Like now it's like all rugby in the news and everyone's following it. You know, it seems like it's Japan's favorite sport and stuff. And the people say like Japan is unique with that, but I don't think that's true because I remember whenever the Olympics are around when I'm in America like figure skating becomes everyone's favorite sport for those two weeks or whatever and or or, or swimming or whatever and then you know as soon as the olympics are over everyone stops caring and so i think it's probably the same in a lot of countries I, I only have experience in america japan but i assume it's pretty similar in all countries uh but yeah everyone's rugby crazy but um i don't know anything about rugby really i mean it's cool to watch sometimes but i don't want to talk about world cup rugby because that would be pretty boring for me um so I decided what might be a good topic is something happened two days ago, actually. Well, it went into effect two days ago, October 1st, 2019, a tax raise in Japan, consumption tax raise. Um, I thought I, I thought it might be a boring topic, actually. I was like, oh, let me just look into it. And I thought, oh, it could be pretty boring. Maybe I'll skip it. But I did a little research, and I found it pretty pretty interesting, actually. So I hope it is for you as well. I hope it is for you as well, for sure. But um, 
you know, a lot of people have different feelings about it. obviously everything. Most of it's negative. You know, our tax rate, tax rise are always, always bad and stuff, but there's kind of reasons for it that make sense. You know, some of the decisions that went into it are pretty baffling to me, but, um, let's get into it. Um, a Monday, like I mentioned, the consumption tax is going to raise from 8% to 10%. Uh, it's not for everything in Japan. It's just for some certain things, most things, but some things, I'll get into the details later, but most things are going to 10%. Um, tax, tax raises, actually, are nothing new for Japan, consumption tax raises. Um, I'll try to do a short, non-boring version of the history of tax raises in Japan, something you maybe never knew you wanted to know, but here we go. <laughs> in 1979 and 1987, um, some the prime ministers of those times said, hey, we need to, you know, we need to help our country's finances. Let's do a tax, a consumption tax of 3%. Because remember, they're rolling with 0% until those points, 1979, 1987, you know. 1980s for Japan was a, the roaring 80s, you know, great economy and stuff, but there's still no um, consumption tax. Um, some prime ministers said, hey, let's do it. Let's do 3%. The public outcry was too great, uh, and they decided not against it. They said, no, we're not doing this. But for whatever reason, finally in 1988, um, it got enacted. Enough people thought it was a good idea. So 3% consumption tax came into effect. That stayed until 1997 when it raised to 5%. And then that stayed that way to 5% until all the way to 2010. Um, actually in 2014, the Democratic Party of Japan, one of the political parties said, hey, we need to, it's probably a good idea if we go to 8% here. Uh, and then, you know, then we should think about 10% later. But they end up losing the election. And some people think because of that idea, the public was not down with tax raises. Uh, and that never happened. So they were still rolling along till 2000, t- until, you know, until Shinzo Abe came into party and came into, into play in 2014. He said, Shinzo Abe is still the prime minister in 2014. Said, yo, we really got to do this now. <laughs> um, I'm sure he used better words than I just said, yo, but, uh, we need to do 8%. Social security is, is, is a problem with the aging of our population. Uh, we're going to do 8% now, and then down the road, we're going to do 10%. And he was just matter-of-factly and explained why we have to do it. So, um, and then that else was, you know, people agreed to it and ever, but then it ended up, he said, no, uh, let's just, they went to the 8% in 2014, and it was supposed to go to 10% in 2015, but he said, no, what, uh, let's postpone, let's wait on that. Let's wait on the 10% until 2017. Uh, then it got to 2016 and it's like, whoa, 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 we're not ready for that yet. Let's postpone it to 2019. And as you can see, we're in 2019. So it happened this time for real. 10% consumption tax is in play. Um, they added some caveats. Like I said, the food products, like things you buy in the grocery store, those are still 8%. Um, alcohol is 10%. Takeout food is still 10%, which caused some confusion at stores. Like if you buy it to eat in the restaurant, but then you take it out, what's going to happen? Stuff like that. But anyway, that's where we are today. Let's not talk about the, the issues with it. Um, so let's first talk about why this kind of thing was accepted. Tax raise was kind of accepted finally. Why did, why was the public outcry not so great that they didn't do it like they did before in the past? Um, Abe says the tax hike is, is, is to help social security costs. Um, Japan has a pretty hefty imbalance in terms of the age of its citizens, right? So 25% of the population is over 65, which means they're eligible, eligible and get paid for social security, which means that's a lot of money the government has to pay every month to, pay for people over 65 and support them. Um, that's costs a lot of money and <laughs> that costs a lot of debt, um, as we'll get into a little bit later as well. Um, another thing they're doing is to, to help alleviate the problem, kind of two birds with one stone. They're going to make childcare free for people, for children three to five. That for me, this is awesome. <laughs> this is the best thing about this because I'm paying like 500, 550 bucks a month for childcare and my kids are two and four. So one of my kids is in this eligible age range and he, w- the other one will be next year. So I'll be saving 500 bucks a, m- a month, which is good. Um, 
But the thinking there is to make have raising a kid eat f- more uh, fi- financially easier to do. Uh, it makes more people have kids. Hopefully, gets p- parents maybe working more because they you know they don't have to you know the cost if you have to pay for childcare but you're going to work at a part time job it's kind of it's it's cancels each other out. There's no point to it. So maybe more people will work. Um, I personally think maybe working on the work life balance thing of Japan would maybe be more effective. I mean, you can't really get busy in that way if both the parents are, you know, busy, <laughs> you know what I mean? So if dad's getting home at 11 p.m. every night, it's kind of, you know, I don't see how that's uh, productive to make people have more kids. But you can see the point there. They're trying to make childcare easier financially for people. Um, the final reason that Abe said they're doing this tax raise is because the amazing amount of debt Japan is in supporting that social security system. Um, there's their amount of debt is at like 230% of GDP. Um, so 230% of GDQ, GDP is uh, in debt. So re- America's debt to, ra- to GDP ratio is about a little over 100. Uh, Japan's is the most in any developed country. Um, so that's kind of crazy. Like it's five, 5 trillion or something, some crazy, quad trillion or something like that. It's just insane numbers. So they got to work on that. Um, Abe had a goal by 2025 to get at, to eliminate all the debt. So that's his hard goal. And this is something that's hopefully going to work towards that. But okay, we got the history out of the way um, and the reasons. So let's talk about what it means for you, person listening out there, that live in Japan or going to live in Japan in the future. Well, uh, consumption tax is going to be raised from 8% to 10%, like I said. So if you go to the store uh, and it's not a grocery store, you're going to pay 10% on tax for everything you buy. Um, if you go to a grocery store, that would still be 8%. Take out food again, 8%, blah, blah, blah. Restaurant Restaurants will go up to 10 though. So if you eat at a restaurant, it's 10%. If you buy food at a grocery store, it's 8%. Um, also worth mentioning for me, and I think this is like the craziest thing, the, the craziest part of the whole thing, medicine, you know, they clearly chose items to like be 10% and not be 10%. Like for example, newspaper subscriptions will stay 8%. But medicine is one of the items that is going to 10%. Like I really don't get that one. I, I think it's like, I almost think there, there had to be a, a little bit of the devil in this decision, if you know what I mean, because population is the oldest in the world 25% over 65 they need medicine right so lots of medicine is bought by those people so why would we if you have a choice of choosing what items are 8% and what's are 10% why would you not make keep medicine at 8% i just don't understand that unless the devil side of me thought of this idea maybe it's to help lower the number of older people over 65 if you get my drift they can't afford the medicine you know it just uh but a bing but a boom there's left older people in japan <laughs> that's just the i don't think that's true i don't think they're trying to actively kill people but it's just a theory that maybe maybe that's why because i don't get it any other way why would you not keep medicine at eight percent when you have so many people that need medicine you know the people that need medicine the most are older people usually right why not make it why do you have to be that cruel i don't know it's just that part's crazy to me but let's get back to the negative changes right i'll burn through the boring ones there's a lot of change in here i'll get through the boring ones uh jr the train system the train company will raise ticket prices like by one percent or something blah 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 your universe your electricity bill and water bill will go up by a little bit negligible amount blah 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 um also the eight percent to ten percent jump will affect postage like postage stamps buying whatever you're sending stuff that will uh go in effect as well and in addition to that, let's say that the you are buying a stamp for thirty cents, but now it goes to ten percent, so it goes to thirty-two cents. You will round up to the next closest ten yen. 
So you'll pay 40 cents instead of 32 cents for that one. So I, I want to know personally how much that will add up to after the end of the year. Cause I bet it's like insane amount of money, but that's a little change there. Um, there are some positive stuff that I think it's worth mentioning. Um, for me, obviously I already said it, but the best, the free childcare for three kids, three to five years old, go me. That's a lot of money saved. Um, now my favorite of all this is a points back for cashless transactions system. This is awesome for many reasons. Um, so if you use a cashless system on your phone, like Line Pay, Apple Pay, Pay Pay, um, that's really the name of it, by the way. Uh, there, any sort of like cashless transaction, you can get up to 5% back on that transaction. And notice I said up to 5% because that is, it, it's, most stores are actually going to offer 2%. It has to be between 2 and 5%. So the stores offering 5% are hotels, bars, restaurants, um, cafes, beauty salons, Blah, blah, blah. I'll put a link in the show notes page at altinsider.com if you want to check out the whole list. But, um, and one thing you got to remember though is this system is the opt in system. So you have to choose to do it. Companies, right? So if you're rolling, have your own English conversation school and someone says, Hey, I want to pay with PayPay for the 5% back. You could, if you didn't opt in, you're like, Whoa, we don't do that here, my friend. Sorry, but your lesson, you still got to pay for it. Thanks. Um, like some big chain said no, like Starbucks, um, uh, Starbucks said no. Uh, what's another one? Staya said no. Something like that. Like t- t- anything with T t point cards. Like which for me, around where I live, that's like the most popular card point system. It's not a cashless pay system, but you collect points on that. Most c- companies that were using that are not opted in for this. So keep keep that in mind. Don't just assume you're getting five percent or two percent off everything. Check for the cashless logo at the register. If it has the logo, you know you're good. If it doesn't have that, it might be worth asking if you care. In the end, it really doesn't matter that much, you know. It, it, it like I, where I'm in America, I was used to credit card reward systems. I mean, they're pretty awesome in America, to be honest. Like, just by spending normally, of course, you got to be responsible and pay your bill off every month. You're going to get crazy interest. But I would, I would buy, use everything. My credit card was like everything. I never had money in my pocket. I just always had my credit card, and I paid for like multiple trips, places for free, just by using the points I got. You know, and that's, it was so awesome. I mean, I love that system. It was just free. I, I'm getting money for doing what I normally do is spend money. I didn't spend extra. I just spent what I had to buy. Okay. I got to buy, um, got to buy gas every month, right? Okay. Put it on the credit card. You gain points like crazy on that thing. And then eventually I could pay for flights and stuff. And it was really cool. Um, so this, this, this is not as robust a reward system as that is, but it is cool. Um, and the real main one is I just, I'm tired of having to carry money and, you know, having my passbook around. If anyone doesn't know what a passbook is, it's a bank book that you have to put into this machine and it, it like records all your transactions and stuff. So it's like a, it's a literal book you have to carry. And I'm just like, there's so much stuff that people do with cell phones, but some reason banking and money stuff is something we can't do yet in Japan, which is, for me, third world problem, 100%. It's not my, it's not a huge problem for the rest of the world. For me, it's like, it's just annoying. So thank God Japan is serious about making people do more of that cashless system. Uh, they're giving you a reward for it and I'm all on board. I am loaded up. My phone is loaded up with PayPay. I'm, I'm a PayPay man myself. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to start using that thing. 5% back, 2% back, whatever. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> if I say awesome, it's like, Maybe you get another hundred bucks a month or something, but still three hundred bucks, right? Just do what you want to do. The key to point to points, guys. The key to point systems, guys, is don't buy anything you wouldn't buy anyway. But if you're gonna buy something, put it on the credit card, right? As long as you pay it off every month, that's that's the key. You can't let it sit there. Pay it off every month, get those points, live in large. So, anyways, um, so 
really you might think like, okay, you've seen the result, the news and stuff, and they show those stupid interviews. Oh God, those stupid interviews where they interview like people like, oh, what do you think about the 10% tax hikes? And then they just, you know, people, they have to, they know they're being interviewed, so they have to say something, you know, and they're like, yeah, this sucks. I just got to stop buying stuff. You're not going to change your spending habits on a 2% tax rate. I'm sorry. No one is in the world. And that's proven in the numbers. Yes, people do change how they buy stuff directly before a tax increase, right? They buy more because like, oh, crap, we got to buy stuff. So a lot of big purchases are done before tax increases, myself included. I bought the new mic before the tax increase because I'm not stupid. And after the tax increase, people do buy less for a little bit, okay? There's many. Look on the look online. You can see the same stuff. I, I looked at like 15 articles today. I learned a lot. You can see how... Spending speeds up, spending increases about six months before tax increase. Actually, it increases a lot when it's announced, even before it even comes to effect because people are stupid. Like, oh, taxes are going to go up to 10%. I better buy something right now. So, I mean, it's fine, but it it might be announced for two years in the future, but still people buy more. It's just, that's just funny. That shows that people either don't care or don't listen to the news very deeply or something. You know, like if I said in 2025, we're going to raise the taxes to 15%. People buy stuff now. It's like, okay, that, that's fine. But it's like, okay. But anyways, after the tax increase, for about four or five months, uh, spending is less. But after that six month afterwards, on average, spending is just back where it was before they announced a tax increase. So taxes are one of those things where it's it, on the surface, yes, you're losing money. You're spending more things for things you buy. You're spending more for things you buy. However, <laughs> if you buy a pack of gum... You know, and it's a dollar ten instead of a dollar eight. You're not going to spend buy less packs of gum, right? It's not going to affect the real spending. Okay, that's the key point, and it's proven in in history that that's what it is. Now, I'm not saying there's no effect because obviously there's effect. People buy more stuff again before a tax increase and then less afterwards. But it's such a small thing, and people that are like chicken with the head cut off, not chicken with the head cut off, they pretend the sky is falling. Nice red metaphor missed there. They pretend the sky is falling because oh, ten percent. What's going to happen now? Nothing's going to happen. People are going to spend more before the tax increase, and now they're going to spend less for a while. But then it's going to go back to normal, and hopefully that'll help the Japanese economy. So I'm all for this tax raise. I'm a tax. I'm a tax lover, not lover, because it sucks. When you buy big stuff, yes, you do feel it. But an 8% to 10% raise, if you want to get pissed, get pissed at the 5 to 8% raise. That was many years ago. Now it's 8 to 10, come on. I know it's a slippery slope, right? You could say, well, why don't, well, James, they could just keep raising it forever. Yeah, 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 I can hear you. But come on, you know, some economists say 10% is not even close to enough. Some people say Japan should be like at 25%, raising 1% every year until they get there to save their economic problems right now, because they're in deep right now. If they did that, they raised it to 25%. They have a chance to become, you know, out of water because the, you know, ages of the company country is so out of whack, you know, but I, that's never going to happen. I'm sure Temp- Abe said he's cool with 10%. That's going to roll like that for a while, but it's just interesting. You know, people, especially the things that gets me going are those interviews with people in the street that know nothing and like, yeah, I really got to save money now. No, you're not going to do anything different, idiot. You're still going to go to go to your Buy your cigarettes at the convenience store. Go to the, your lunch at ramen store, your favorite ramen store. Get your beer for the ride for the train home and then go home and do the same thing over the next day. Nothing's going to change about the spending there. Um, again, I'm just, this is just, I am not educated in this at all, right? I'm a person that read probably 20 or 25 internet articles about topics. So I may be wrong. However, what is true and what's shown in the research of people, other people, not me, that tax you know, small tax increases don't affect spending that much. And if it has a chance to save Japan, I think people should be happy about it. But that's my unpopular opinion. But all right, guys, that's it. 
That was this episode this week about taxes, the exciting episode of taxes. I'll be back next week with a cool interview with someone. And uh, yeah, stay, thanks for listening as always. And yeah, see you next time. You know what to do. Three words. I haven't said it in a while, I don't think, but I'm saying it now. Have more fun. See ya. I really hope you enjoyed today's Inside Japan podcast. Dive deeper into our world and learn more about what awaits you. Check out ALTinsider.com. And for regular, up to the minute job postings, check into jobsinjapan.com for the next big gig. Please tune in for our regular excursions into the world of Japan and good luck. Gambate! Jobs in Japan.com